And we are recording. So, so, okay, so just just as we get into it, if you just um, just a thought is probably let's start out discussing what what the CMHC is, uh, just a sort of a general background on that stuff, and then we'll get into that part there. So we'll do the five percent down second home first. No, we'll we'll just we'll do the five percent down, but but just to start out with, let's just talk. Let's just take like a minute or two and talk about what what it all is um, when because this is another conversation mm -hmm. I had with with people. And uh, I remember I was speaking with someone years ago and he actually just said, and he said to me, he's like, no, I'm, I'm saving my money because for the 20%, I don't want to pay the CMHC fee. Uh, so it's how many years do you have to save to get the 20%? Well, it'll, it'll be like three, four years. All right. So you saved, you saved the CMHC fee, but how much more is that house you're buying today that you could have bought four years ago? That's a really great point and exactly why I'm not going to edit out this part. And we'll begin in three, two, one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Investment Property Income Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Eady. And uh, Jonathan is just such a wealth of information that he can't even wait until the intro to start talking about stuff. So Jonathan, let's get right back into exactly what you were saying. We're going to talk about today the 5% down second home, which is kind of a weird concept for a lot of people. But more importantly, uh, let's start with exactly what you were just saying, the CMHC fees or the Canadian Mortgage and House, what have Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation? That's the, that, the insurance that company. And, and, and ju just to be clear, there there are three mortgage insurers. There, there's CMHC, as you said, Genworth. Mortgage. there's Genworth, yep. and then there, there's Canada Guarantee. Oh, so, shoot. I didn't have the third one. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, when we talk about that, I mean, often people will say CMHC, but there are actually three and it can be registered anyway by, by the lender you're getting your mortgage through. So it, it could be one of the three. So what exactly is mortgage insurance? Cause here's, here's the thing that I always found confusing when I was first starting out, there's two types of mortgage insurance. And there's not a lot of understanding on the distinction between the two of them. So you want to talk about the, the CMHC Genworth side, and then we can touch on the other side. It's not really our wheelhouse, but just to make a differentiator. So, yeah, there, I mean, there's so many insurances that come up in discussion when you're buying a house. I mean, you obviously have your home insurance, what's class typically called your fire insurance. It's basically if something should happen to your home, um, it's covered and it will be rebuilt. Uh, yeah, the fire, you, theft, flood. Yeah, ex exactly. Uh, you also have the life insurance, which comes up, and, and typically, I mean, every time I am completing a mortgage, I am. It's one of my requirements to talk to somebody to make sure they've got proper insurance because there's nothing worse. There's not a worse scenario. Uh, a couple buys a house together. They're starting their family there. One of the people, the primary earner, passes away, and suddenly they can't afford the house anymore. So, so that, that's, that's the, the life insurance and specifically on the mortgage side, there is mortgage life insurance, but life insurance and mortgage life insurance, just the, the life insurance is, or the mortgage life is tied specifically to, to your mortgage as opposed to a standalone policy. And then what we're going to talk about. Which is a about whole different thing. I will actually, before, before we talk about CMHC, I will say that I've had personal experience with that. Um, a bunch of years ago when my mom passed away, she had actually just gone through all of the underwriting process and it was pre underwritten, which is super important when it comes to mortgage insurance. Yeah. Um, but she had just gone through all of the, uh, the pre underwriting for her 
mortgage life insurance that was tied directly to her mortgage. And she passed away a few months later. And I will say it was actually a pleasure dealing with them. With not a lot of people can say that, but they 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 had no qualms because they had pre-underwritten it. And uh, when she passed away, they they paid out her mortgage, which I found massively um soothing at that time i guess is the easiest way to say it because it was just one thing we didn't have to worry about so yeah. uh continue on and, and what we're talking about today of course is the uh the cmhc genworth and canada guarantee type of mortgage insurance so what this insurance is for it's it's it is the insurance that allows somebody who does not have 20 percent down it allows them to purchase a home because by canadian regulations by that's the Canadian mortgage regulations. If you do not have 20% down, a lender cannot lend on that property. I'll say, I'll say a, uh, an institutional lender. So your banks, uh, your bank like lenders, they cannot lend on that. But what the CMHC or Genworth uh, or Canada Guarantee to plug all three, what they allow you to do is, is by getting the mortgage insured, it allows you to purchase with less than 20% down. So, and what is it that, that, that they insure? They basically, they insure the mortgage for the lender. So do they take over payments if you can't make payments or how does that work? No. Uh, well, they, they, they would take over the foreclosure process should you not make payments, but they are not protecting you, the homeowner. They're only giving you, the homeowner, the opportunity to purchase this house with less than 20% down. So truly, it's an insurance for the bank, not for the borrower. That's correct. But you say for the bank, not the borrower. I say it's for the borrower because otherwise you've got to save 20% down. And, and going back to the scenario that, that I touched on with you right before, right before we, uh, we jumped on here, and that is I, I've had these conversations with people and they're telling me, well, I want to save the 20% because I don't want to pay the, the insurance premium. The, the insurance premium, if you're buying with 5% down, is just over 4%. That gets added onto the mortgage. So it's paid off over, over the life. Right, 4% of the total of the mortgage? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, it's actually slightly higher than 4%. But yeah, it's, four, it's of the, the total of the mortgage. It's built into the mortgage. So, and then paid off over the life of the mortgage. So it's just built into your monthly payment, essentially. But what this gives you the opportunity to do is you can buy that house today, as opposed to having to save the 20%. Um, I'm, I know for the average, for the average Canadian, how long do you think it would take to save 20% on say a $500,000 home? So how long would it take them to save $100,000? You're looking at probably 10 years, if not more. But potentially, depending on, on their level of income, how much they can save and a number of factors. So I've, I've had this conversation with people that, well, I'm, I want to save the 20, I want to save the 20% so I can avoid the CMHC fee. Okay, how many years is that going to take you? Well, let's just say it's going to take you four years. So to save a 4% fee, you're going to end up buying a house four years later that's appreciated probably somewhere between 3 to 5% per year. So over, over that, that four-year period, four or five-year period. And compounding too. <laughs> exactly. So, so the house is probably 25 to 30% higher that when you're buying it. So you've worked to save 4%, but you've lost 30%. Penny wise, pound foolish. <laughs> yeah. So, so most people who do not, I'll just say who do not have, um, who do not come from a family who has the resources to gift them the... Uh, the money they need for the down payment 
to get the 20%. It is a great way for them to get into the housing market and to start building equity in the principal residence. Okay. So that's if uh, <clears throat> typically if somebody's a first time home buyer, they put down 5% and they'd apply for Genworth or Canada Guarantee or CMHC through the bank or through the broker, whoever they're, they're dealing with. That's correct. Now, the subject of today's uh, uh, discussion is actually being able to purchase a second home. We can't call it an investment property, but a second home, unless, of course, you rent out the basement or something, but a second home with 5% down. So everybody knows that you can put 5% down on your first home and move into that. But if they want to get an investment property, how do they do that with 5% down? Yeah, so, so part of, I'll just say, the assumptions and misconception is that that 5% that down, just the CMHC option, is only available for a first-time buyer. That is not the case. It can be used at any time should the person qualify. Now, part, part of the qualification is uh, the insurers will only insure a house that is to be used as a residence for the person buying it. Say that one more time. Can you can you put that in like a, just an easier way to understand? I mean, I understand it, but I want to make sure that 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 that's extremely clearly worded. Yeah. Th th thanks for asking for the clarification. <laughs> I know I can get technical done sometimes. <laughs> so when when you're going to when you're when you're buying a home, there's basically I'll just say there there's three primary ways to buy a home. You're buying your principal residence. You're buying a secondary property for yourself, something like a cottage or just a like a ski chalet, something like that. Or the third thing is you're buying an investment property. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying an investment property, the the 5% the down or the, the, the less than 20% down is off the table because they will not insure. Investment property, you require 20% down. A scenario I see a lot though is, especially you've got a young couple or a young person bought a condo, bought a one bedroom condo. Hey, I'm, I'm in my mid to late twenties. I bought a one, one bedroom condo. It's been a great place for me. I'd love to own this property and leave it, keep it as an investment as I upgrade buy buy a house, for instance, or a townhouse. Uh, but I don't have the 20%. So I need to sell this property, to get me the 20% for that new property. If you're buying that new property as your principal residence, even if you're keeping your existing property as a rental, that new property, because you will be moving into it, you can apply for and get the, insur the insured mortgage. So you can buy that 5 to 10% downrange on that new property, subject to qualification, obviously. So, so you do <laughs> and not- And there's a disclaimer in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I say that because there's, there's certain requirements. Number one, the property cannot be over a million dollars. The insurers will not insure a property over a million dollars. And there's a few other things. Yeah, we did have that discussion with somebody the other day, actually. I remember that. Yeah. So, but, but the, the, the person who's saying, hey, I, I, I'm at the point in my life where, hey, I'm starting a family. The one-bedroom condo isn't for me anymore, but it would be, it's in a great location. It's something that I'd love to own long-term rent out because I know I can rent it tomorrow and I know it will continue appreciating in value. They can buy that new property with that 5 to 10% down while keeping their existing property as a rental. So the basic rule is wherever you're going to live, you can purchase with a, a high ratio mortgage or 5% down. That's correct. Yes. Fantastic. I think that probably blows a lot of people's minds when they first hear that. Yeah. 
That's oh, I, uh, I, I know the first time that you introduced me to that topic, I, I had no idea that you could buy your second property as long as you're moving into it with only 5% down. I thought I truly thought it was the first time home buyers program and that was it. Yeah, there, there are certain programs which are first time buyers, which will only apply to first time buyers. Number one being the land transfer tax credit. Uh, but but as far as this one goes, no, there, there's no there's no limitation on it. Although if you were to apply every single year, they they might blow a whistle to it. But I haven't run into that scenario. But 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 it's great, especially for, as I said, the, the young person who's owned a property looking to buy, looking to upgrade and they want to get into the investment market. So it's a great way for them to start that investment market by just converting that existing property they have, which is at a great property and great location into a rental property. Well, so Jonathan, while, what, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that. I was just saying, while while buying the, the new home for themselves. So what would you say is the first step for somebody who's, who's in that scenario? They're looking at buying a second place. They want to keep the one they're in now, rent that out and get into the second property. What's the first step they should take from here? Uh, the, the first step always when you're looking at anything on, on, I'll just say on the purchasing real estate of any kind is get yourself pre-qualified. Find, find out really what you can afford, how, how we can make it work. Let's have a conversation. Let's find out how this can work and what avenues are available to you because there might be some things just based on, I mean, talking to myself or any good broker, there are some things that, there are some avenues and things that I can see just based on my knowledge and experience that, uh, that somebody who's not doing this on a daily basis may not, may not know uh, and so can point it out and find out here's how we can strategize. And, and the, the most important thing is, yeah, getting pre-qualified, but also what are really your goals and ambitions and where do you want to get to and how can we use real estate to help you get there? Yeah, fantastic. That's a, you know, I love that you took the layup and slam dunked it there because I knew the answer, but I wanted you to say it. Uh- <laughs> But, um, you know, that that is a really important distinction. Somebody reached out to us, uh, I guess it was last week, and they said, how do you stand out against other brokers? And and truly, that is exactly the difference is that you and I have created this system, the the IP income system, or investment property income system, to be based on your goals, your your thoughts, your your emotions, understanding everything, and then educating you to get through it. So that's that's truly... I think uh, powerful to go out into the market with not only knowing how much you can afford, but how it affects you long-term and um, you know, the mental health that's tied to it. I think that's huge. So awesome, Jonathan, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more we can get into on that topic, but we want to keep these fairly short and digestible. So, uh, if you haven't already, check out investmentpropertyincomebook.com. Download your free copy of our, uh, the book that Jonathan and I co-authored and uh as always, thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you a whole bunch more about this. If you have any questions, don't uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us at ipincome at a mortgageplan.com. And uh, Jonathan will answer all of your questions as fast as he possibly can. Or if you want to be a guest on the show, shoot us an email there as well. So, uh, Jonathan, thank you. Any final words? Just thanks a lot, Jeff. Always a pleasure talking with you. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Really shouldn't ask any final words. It feels like I'm putting you in front of a uh, firing squad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.